Uh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Well, if you have your Bibles, turn to Hebrews chapter 11 and we'll begin reading at verse six. Again, that's Hebrews 11 and six. And it says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God for he who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Once again, the word of God says without faith, it is impossible to please God. Now, we understand it's not just saying God in of itself, the being of God, if you will, but it's God and his word. The word of God says in the beginning was the word, word was with God and the word was God. The point is Jesus is the word. They are one. So, when the word, because the word is one and God is one, it's one and the same. So the word of God says, putting it in context, without faith in God's word or God, it's impossible to please him. Furthermore, we know that it's referring to not only faith in his word, but that would be his rhema word or his logos word. Now. It is impossible to please God. Now, let me give you an example of what I just said. You know, we know that God is good and you may know that God can heal you. You may know and have a revelation, if you will, that God can heal you. And that's a general statement. But it's through knowing his word that you'll understand that God has already healed you. According to scriptures, it says by his stripes, you were healed. You were already healed. Another scripture says he sent his word and healed them. The point is this. He has already done this. Now, that's why it's so important to know what his word says. It's not enough to know uh, the attributes or the characteristics of God. And from the perspective of God can heal you, but you need to know what the word says. He has already healed you. Now, why is this important? The scripture says that when you come to God, you must believe that he exists. Well, when we, we know that God exists and you can believe that God exists, knowing that God can heal you. But then it says, listen. And he is a rewarder and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Or we can say it this way. He's a rewarder. Manifestation will come to those that diligently seek him, or we'll say it this way. Those that obey his commands. Manifestation always comes to those that obey his commands. What's the first command? You must believe, know what the word says. You must believe his word, what his word says about the matter. Furthermore, he may give you more instructions as relates to what to do to receive the manifestation. So we can see this cyclical effect, if you will. When you come to God, you must believe that he exists. Most of us, if you're a good Christian, you believe that. You know that God can heal you. But you must also, in addition to that, once again, must believe that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. In other words, He's going to bless you the thing that you're believing him for. Now, let's go to Matthew chapter five. 
Matthew chapter five. And let's look at verse three. It says, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Let's read this out of the CEV version or the contemporary English version. It says, God blesses those people who depend only on him. They belong to the kingdom of heaven. Once again, it says God blesses those people who depend only on him. We can say it this way. God blesses those who make him their only source. Their only source. The word of God says he blesses those individuals who makes God his only source because they belong to the kingdom of heaven. Now we can shout with that's good news. We can celebrate. We can do all these great things, but in practical application, what does that entail? Well, let's give you some examples. Let's say that someone owes you for good and services rendered. Now, in other words, you did the work, but when it comes time for them to pay, the Lord tells you, don't worry about it, don't accept payment. Is God your only source? Do you depend only on God? Let me give you another example. Let's say you have a lawn care business and, and uh, you're cutting the, the, your client's yard and, and, and all things of that nature. And while you're, you're taking care of the lawn, the Holy Spirit tells you, listen. Don't charge them. Now, they have a 2022 Cadillac, a 2022 Mercedes, and a 2022 BMW. They look like they're balling better than you are. But the Lord tells you, don't charge them. Is God your source, your only source? Do you only depend on him? Or is that everything outside of your paycheck. You see, if God is your source and your only source, then you will do what God told you to do. Now, remember what we just talked about in the scriptures in Hebrews chapter 11, verse six. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. He is a rewarder of them that diligently Seek him. In other words, the thing that you believe in God for, if you obey his commands, you will receive the promise. He blesses those individual who makes him their only source. The moment that you listen, if you decide to disobey God, then God is not your only source. You have made that occupation. That paycheck has has risen, has ascended to the same level of God. Now, let's look at it. According to the principles of the scripture, that person owes you that money. You have a right to that money. According to the laws of the land, you have a right to that money. According to your contractual agreement, if you will, you have a right to that money. That money is yours. But the Lord has interrupted something. He said, listen, do not charge them. Is God your only source or has something else arisen? The word of God says he blesses those 
that make him his only source or who de only depend on him. Bl the blessing comes when you obey the command, when you obey the instruction. All right, let me give you another example. Let's say that uh, you have some property that has been damaged or destroyed. The Lord, as you're dealing with, the Lord tells you to, you know what? Leave it alone. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of you. Now, according to the laws of the land, according to principles in the word of God, once again, that person owes you for that damaged or destroyed piece of property. But is God your source and your only source? You see, many times, listen, when it comes to things other than our paycheck, you know, we, we can believe that. But 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 what if, what about when it comes to your paycheck? You know, let me give you another example. What if the Lord tell you to sow your paycheck into your church or to your or ministry or to a, whatever? But the Lord tells you to sow the check. Is God your source and your only source or has your paycheck arisen to the same level of God? Is God your only source? Is he the only one you depend on? Think about this for a moment, because the truth of the matter is all of us will be tested in this area. Now, brother, I know you said brother pastor. Now, you know, you said a lot now, uh, you know, you kind of gone too too deep. Well, do you remember Abram? The word of God says in Genesis chapter 14, it talks about how Abram, the word of God says that lot was captured. And so Abraham and his, they rescued not only lot, but the five kings, he rescued the whole bunch. And the word of God says he brought back all the people and all of the goods and the spoils, everything, the animals, whatever. He brought back everything. And according to the laws of the land or the customs of that day, Abraham deserved all of the spoils. According to the customs of that day, Abram deserved all of it. But let's look what Abram, how Abram responds to this. And this is uh, Genesis chapter 14, verse 22. It says, but Abram said, and I, let's go back to verse 21. It says, the king of Sodom said to Abram, give me the people and take the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up my hand to the Lord God, most high, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will take nothing that is yours, not a thread or a sandal strap. Least you say I have made Abram rich. Abram was saying, listen, although, yeah, yeah, look, I know all this stuff belongs to me, but I lift my hands to God. I will not take anything, nothing, not even your shoelace, because you may say that you made me rich and only God is going to be glorified in the matter. Now, once again, according to customs, 
Abram deserved all of the spoil. Can you imagine he rescued not only his nephew, but five kings and all the people associated? Do you, can you imagine the wealth? Abram said, no, I'm not going to take anything from you because you may say that you made me rich. You may have some type of bragging rights. Every time you decide to obey God, when you're tested in this area, you raise your hand to God and say, no, Lord, you're my source, my only source. That's what you are doing. But the story does not stop there. After that, in verse 15, it says that the Lord appeared before Abram and said, I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. Because Abraham, listen, swore, listen, he lifted up his hand towards God, not only in word, but also in deed. Then the Lord appears before him and says, once again, I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. The scripture says he blesses those that makes him his source who only depends on him. That is when God steps in. When God steps in, listen, he is going to bless you. You know, if further, if you read further uh, down the passage, it talks about how God began to further explain about his son. See, at this point, Abram was not only rich, but he was extremely rich. But the thing that Abram desired at this point was still a son. It was a son. The Lord will begin to talk to you about those things that really matters to your heart. Those promises that he is giving you when you can make him your source and your only source, you can only depend on him. You decide to only depend on him. It is at that point that the Lord can talk to you about those promises he's given you, those those desires of your heart, because he knows that you're going to give him Everything and whatever he tells you to do, that's what you want to do. Nothing else possesses you. Nothing else controls you. Only the word of the Lord. Now, let me give you an example of what I'm saying. I remember years ago, I purchased a, 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 a new car and I was at work one day and in my office and a student came by and he said, Mr. Meredith, Mr. Meredith. Someone just hit your car. So I went out there to look at the damages and I, I later found out that it was a uh, teacher's daughter. Well, I went to the teacher and, and, you know, told him, so, well, you know, to my understanding, someone has told me some witnesses have said that your daughter hit my car and drove off. Well, that teacher began to sweat bullets and began to talk real fast. And he was like, well, Mr. Mayor, you know, I, we, we just didn't know, you know, whose car it was. And, and you know, we, but we were going to do something and blah, blah, blah. And he began to talk fast once again. And, and but while he was talking, the Lord told me to leave it alone. Compassion rose up on the inside of me. And I knew that I wasn't supposed to do anything with this. And so I said, Hey, don't worry about it, man. He said, are you sure, man? You know, you, this is a brand new car. Are you sure? I said, no, I'm good, man. You, you good. Don't worry about it, man. You look, you be blessed, man. Okay. Walked out. Well, 
during that time we were uh, closing, getting ready to close on the house and the bank had given us uh, our amount due or, or a down payment amount. Once again, that was due. And so I looked at that down payment amount. And I said, Lord Jesus, we don't have that type of money. And so naturally, you know, my mind look, works like anyone else. I began to think and calculate, how can I get this money? And in my mind thought, or the enemy, I should say, rather said, remember, that girl hit your car. You can get you a nice, there could be a nice portion if you, if you just go to that teacher and say, hey, man, I changed my mind. And uh, let's, let's, uh, let's go ahead and change insurance, insurance and things of that nature. Well, y'all. I must admit that it began to sound good to me. And I began to think on that thing for a minute, but then it came to me. You know what? No, I gave that man my word. The Lord, you told me to leave that thing alone. So you know what? I left it alone. Now, I still didn't know how I was going to get that down payment money. But you know, the minute that I not only to make, decided to obey God and make God my only source in word. And then when temptation came for me to change my mind, indeed, God then at that point got involved in my situation. Well, uh, long story short, God that opened up the door once again for God to, to get involved in my situation. Uh, God began to give us some, some more instructions in the form of sowing a seed. And the long story short, when the time was, was came, we had the money for the home. The point is this, you all, when I decided to obey God in word and in deed, then God got involved with my situation. The word of God says he blesses those that make him his only source or makes that only depends on him. He blesses those individuals. But I must admit that was a temptation to renege on my word and disobey the voice of the Holy Spirit. Now, it gets a little deeper than that. Now, we thank God that I, I received the blessing from obeying, obeying God. But let's look for a moment. What if I decided to disobey God? At that point, guess what? As it relates to finances, God would have no longer been involved with it because I no longer had made him my only source. I was trying to come up with ways to get the money. And you know what? There's no plan B with God. Listen, when I decide to try to do my own thing, the Lord, he'll step back. He'll, he'll step back and let you do you. Only thing you're gonna do is prolong the time or e or either destroy the, the situation where you won't receive the harvest. The point is this. If I would have got involved, then the Lord would have stepped back. Now, there's another point here. By obeying the voice of the Holy Spirit, I didn't get entangled with illegal actions. What do you mean? Well, according to the law, it is illegal for me to take money if my car, my vehicle is wet, is wrecked. Any damage, according to the law, I'm supposed to use that money to restore the car to its original uh, 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 state. If I do not own the car. Now, what do you mean? In other words, if I'm still making bank payments 
If I'm still making monthly payments, I do not own the car. So if I'd have done my own thing, I would have been operating illegally, if you will. What's the point here? Anytime you decide to disobey God, you always leave the door for the op uh, the, the door open for the enemy to attack you. Now, you may be saying, oh, okay, brother pastor, you're absolutely right. But once again, my paycheck is my paycheck. And if that person, we have a contractual agreement. These are principles found in the word of God. This is also agreement uh, and agreeance with the law of the land, if you will. Then I need to get my money because that's my money. Well, if you decide to go that route, you must understand that now you have disobeyed God. And anytime you disobey God, the next time God give you an instruction concerning finances, guess what? It'll be a little bit more easier for you to disobey him and harder to obey him. Pretty soon you'll get to the point where guess what? You can't even hear the voice of the Lord in that area. It will become faint. Why? Because your heart becomes hardened every time you disobey God. Meaning that, listen, instead of God blessing you, you, you begin to bless yourself and you begin to operate according to the flesh or the ways of man. We want God to supernaturally bless us. We must obey what the Lord is telling us to do. Without faith in his word, it's impossible to please him. Those that come to him must believe that he exists and he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. When God becomes our source, our only source, according to scripture, he then he blesses us. But we all have to pass that test. When our paycheck is involved for rendered for services rendered, or if something is owed to us because of damaged property, anything like that. Listen, we got to pass that test. You all will be, we be able to obey God and do what God is telling us to do. So he can get involved in our situation and bless us supernaturally. Will we be able to do that or will we do our own thing? Let God be your source and your only source. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise.